Poor sleep habits and patterns can have far-reaching negative effects on both work performance, particularly for busy executives, and athletic performance for those striving for longevity and health. But how serious can these negative impacts be on us? Today, in today's podcast, we're going to dive into that. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. So, Alfred, welcome back to the show. My name is Andy Naylor, CEO and founder of Naylor Body Design and host of your Optimal Alpha podcast. And we continue our mini-series into sleep. First episode, we covered circadian rhythm. We delved into that. What is it? How can we benefit from it? You know, what bad things can happen if we don't look after it? What specific things can we do to better it? We delved into that. Second one, we looked at my top 25 sleep hacks, although I really don't like the phrase hacks, let's say tools, maybe behaviors, maybe habits. So today we're going to look at how bad could things get if we don't maybe heed the warning that we all know that sleep should be better. So we're going to dive into just a few areas without it being sort of too much in the weeds, but just to give you a bit of an overview as to just how, how I guess, how bad things could get if, if your sleep is not optimized. So first of all, We'll look, at, we'll look at it from, I guess, a work-based performance area, so for busy executives. So poor sleep habits and patterns and therefore poor sleep quality, how can that impact a busy executive? So let's go through a bit of a list here. This is not an exhaustive list. It's just things that came to my mind as I was writing today's podcast. Well, the first one is, of course, cognitive functioning. Right? Inadequate sleep can lead to, well, impaired memory, difficulty concentrating, and I would say slower problem-solving abilities, which all sound pretty critical to me in terms of decision-making and strategic thinking in a busy executive's role. Number two, emotional regulation. So I'd say that executives, given all the stress that they're generally under anyway, those who then don't get enough sleep are going to probably have trouble controlling their emotions and their re reactions. Okay, We all know what that feels like. Everything's a little bit on top, uh, already a little bit stressed, and then had a poor night's sleep easy to make snap decisions that don't go in the right direction. This can then lead to, I would, well, would suggest strained relationships with colleagues and employees and possibly also affect leadership ability. Not good. Number three, risk assessment. Sleep deprivation can lead to increased risk-taking behavior, okay, which might not be beneficial for an executive who needs to make calculated decisions on a daily basis. Number four, stress management. Sleep and stress are orbiting around each other all of the time. So a lack of sleep can heighten stress levels. Heightened stress levels can lead to a lack of sleep, all of this leading to burnout. And potentially, I would say, contributing to, well, really, chronic health conditions that could lead to further, you know, further poor affected work performance later down the line, as well as just poor health and longevity in the long term. Number five, productivity and efficiency. A tired Leader, executive may have difficulty staying focused, 
and really managing their time effectively and efficiently, which then means that they are more prone to mistakes because they're probably then rushing to catch things up, to get things done, really because they were just not clear and thinking straight and clear and in their mind and in the decision-making and possibly making mistakes, having to re-go back and do things again. It's clear for an executive that sleep, well, firstly, is one of the main areas when I speak to someone that, that, that people are struggling with. Sleep is poor, broken in one of a number of areas, whether that be what we call latency, so getting to sleep, depth, restfulness, restorativeness. These areas generally, eight out of 10 people I speak to, there'll be a few of these that are broken. Well, that means not only is their health and wellness being affected, but all of the things that I've just listed to you in terms of executive performance requirements are also impaired. And the majority of the people I speak to are C-suite, VPs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, people who have the responsibility on their shoulders to make the decisive decisions to move a business forward strategically and with people. So their communication skills are, skills are absolutely paramount. So from what I've just listed to you in terms of the negative effects of poor sleep, it's clear then just for the busy executive, for the leader in a business, whatever level that leadership might be, doesn't have to be top. You know, there's leadership at all different levels in business. So it's clear that having optimized sleep is going to help us in our business performance. And imagine at that top edge level, Someone in a C-suite, let's take a CEO, so someone making the, the strategic decisions overall, if, if they could improve their sleep by, say, 10%, 20%, which is entirely possible, what happens if that then moves the needle of their business forward 5%? For the type of people I talk to that are running million and billion dollar businesses, 5% move forward in Top line revenue, bottom line profit is a ginormous movement. And I do mean a ginormous movement. Any percent swing in the right direction in some of these businesses is massive. Well, it has to come, it has to come and be driven by the people at the top level. So therefore, there's their stress, yes, but their sleep management becomes absolutely critical. So, well, let's now look at the next category. So for athletes. Now, many of the people that we speak to are also, they also consider themselves an athlete as well to a degree. But athletic performance is clearly also going to be impaired by poor sleep. So let's go through a list of what they might be. So number one, top of the list for athletes with impaired sleep is going to be recovery. Sleep is vital for physical recovery. It's possibly fair to say that pretty much all of our physical recovery is done when we sleep. So poor sleep is going to slow the recovery process, which is then detrimental for an athlete who needs to perform constantly at high levels. And really, just anybody looking to make any kind of physical gain forward, whether that be fat loss, whether that be muscle gain, whether that be endurance, just overall health, recovery comes from sleep. If you want optimal recovery, you need optimal sleep. Number two, motor skills. So coordination, agility, precision are often compromised when an athlete is sleep deprived directly affecting performance. Now, of course, that's someone who might be playing a sport, throwing something, catching something, moving around something. Those are all important. But it is anybody who really is doing any sort of physical activity, even in the gym, resistance training, 
there are things called, there is something called proprioception, which is us having an understanding of where in space we're moving something. In other words, could, could, can we move a dumbbell or a free weight through space to exactly where it's supposed to end up? Well, we would also call that our form, our execution, but it is a motor skill at its foundational level. So if you're sleep deprived and motor skills are, you know, and coordination is out, that means your form in terms of your training is out. So that's for resistance training, but then, you know, swinging a bat, catching a ball, you know, throwing a ball, whatever it might be, they're impaired too. Number three, endurance. So, well, pretty obviously lack of sleep can result in a quicker onset of fatigue. Why? Because well, we didn't recover when we were sleeping, right? So a quicker onset of fatigue, but really both mentally and physically. Okay, so we, we spoke about mental fatigue and cognitive function for those executives a moment ago, but those skills are still required in an athletic endeavor. Okay, whatever that sport might be, we, we have to stay alert to then therefore be able to, you know, perform at a high level and move our body in the way that we need to. Okay, number four, metabolic implications. Inadequate sleep can affect met metabolism and weight. We know having worked with thousands of people over two decades, the vast majority of people at some degree need to lose body weight or let's say body fat. And I can think of many people who are eating in, a, in, a, in, a, in the definition of a caloric deficit, <clears throat> therefore they should be losing body fat. But there are other factors in terms of systemic stress and insanely poor sleep that just seem to stop that progress in its tracks. It's as if the body says, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, we know, we know. We're in a caloric deficit, we know, but there's a whole bunch of shit over here that isn't working that's more of a priority. And it's as if the body seems to slow the metabolism down to a degree where the deficit now becomes closer to a maintenance, but the body's trying to deal with this systemic stress and sleep issues. That's a, me a metabolic implication, okay? Which is obviously gonna be crucial for an athletic performance in the long term. Number five, injury risk, higher, Risk of injury for athletes who are sleep deprived, possibly because of slower reaction. Well, one, because of slower recovery. So they're coming into a session under recovered for a start. Again, whether that be a sport or resistance based training session, but they're going to have slower reaction times. Well, if it's a sport and or even, let's say, moving a weight, if there's slower reaction times, that could be a reaction to just simply getting out of the way of something that's going to come and hit you. Now, that could be a tackle, that could be a ball, that could be whatever it might be, it could be just simply dropping a weight in the, in the weight room and not moving your foot out of the way because you're still half tired, then smashing your toe against a, you know, a weight or the weight against your toe, okay? And also, we could also say um, a decreased accuracy in movement, okay? So, you know, if we are, I mean, okay, a simple example. So I do boxing three times a week and I know if I go into that session in the morning and I'm tired, my accuracy in terms of hitting that pad is less. Now, a simple example is, is with a right cross, if I'm inaccurate, there's a chance that I go for that pad and I come up just slightly short. Now, anybody who's boxed and has done this will know you're, it will jar your elbow. It's really not nice. You've, got, you've gone to hit a pad, you're tired, you're inaccurate, you've missed the pad, you've come up short from the pad, but you've put full force to hit it, you're going to jar your elbow. And that is exactly what we're talking That's just one example of how decreased accuracy then off the back of poor sleep is then an injury risk because you know you jar your elbow one day then you try and go and do say you train arms the next day and then all of a sudden the jarred elbow becomes a you know an actual injury so 
it's clear that sleep, sleep is a fundamental process, you know, both for high-level executives and, of course, athletic performance. Alphas, I interrupt this show with a simple message. This show is here to benefit you and your progression to the best version of yourself. But not only just you, it's also here to benefit the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, other alphas in your vicinity. So why not do a really cool thing today? Something that I would thank you for and maybe someone else would. Share this podcast with at least one other alpha out there who you know would benefit from it. Why not share the information, share the ability for someone else to grow? I'm sure they would thank you. I 100% would absolutely thank you. This podcast only grows by our listeners, our followers doing amazing things like giving us five-star reviews, downloading podcasts, subscribing, and then, of course, sharing it with other people. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Share it with one person. And, of course, drop us a five-star review, download the podcast, and, of course, subscribe. And now back to the show. But let's now delve into something that then I guess kind of ties all this together. So it's sleep is clearly fun, it's a fundamental process for brain health, brain health and function. So physically we are repairing, but sleep is a fundamental process for brain health and function. When we don't sleep well, several negative consequences can affect the brain. Okay. So some of these we've mentioned, but we're going to go through them again. This is specifically what's happening to our brain or not happening to our brain when we are not sleeping well. Memory impairment, number one. So during sleep, particularly during rapid eye movement phase, the, bro- the, the brain is processing and consolidating really all of the memories from the day. So it's, it's, I guess it's sort of trying to take the things that we've seen, we've learned, and do something with them. Now, I am no brain expert. I don't technically know what it's doing, but it's packing them away somewhere into an area of our brain and kind of stacking them and filing them so that we can recall that information. Okay, so poor sleep clearly is going to in, you know, interfere with this process, probably leading to, well, a degree of forgetfulness and difficulty recalling information. Okay, number two, cognitive decline. A lack of sleep can impair, well, attention, alertness, concentration, reasoning, problem solving. This could this can make it challenging to learn efficiently and effectively, or perform tasks that require logical reasoning or complex thought. In other words, your brain's not firing on all cylinders because you slept shit last night. You get up the next day and your ability to use your brain to its optimal level is clearly impaired. Okay. Number three, mood changes. Sleep deprivation can lead to mood swings, (coughs) irritability, increased stress, Chronic sleep issues can be a contributing factor to, well, things as far as depression and anxiety. Number four, neuroplasticity. So sleep plays a critical role in the brain's plasticity, which is the brain's ability to adapt to new information. When we are young, we could say that we have a more, I don't want to say a more plastic brain, but a a a more flexible brain. We learn stuff when we are young and we don't think anything of it. The amount of things that are thrown at you through your schooling whether they be good or bad things, your brain will just tackle them. As we get older, for probably for a few different reasons, new information becomes more difficult. But I think a lot of that could be solved by just sleeping better. Therefore, our brain literally wakes up feeling refreshed, replenished. You know, it's consolidate, consolidated all the information from yesterday and it's ready to go again. Okay. 
And number five, increased risk of neurodegenerative diseases. So over time, chronic sleep deprivation may increase the risk of developing, you know, degenerative neurodiseases. So Alzheimer's being an obvious one. This is thought that this is related to the brain's clearance of beta amyloid, which is a, a protein that can build up and form plaques associated with Alzheimer's disease. So it's in the in my mind, it's the same way that plaque can build up in a an artery and uh, impair uh, cardiovascular performance, therefore strokes, heart attacks. Something very similar is happening in our brain. Like I think it's fair to say that if you think about it that way, it kind of makes sense, right? Our brain is literally having to clean itself, and if 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 there's a non-clearance of this, it's you know through poor sleep, it's going to significantly build up over the years and the decades and just slow our mind down which is then leading, leading into number six, which is decreased brain detoxification. Literally during sleep, the brain has a waste removal system. Okay, it, the, the brain is literally to a degree washing itself. Like I, I tend to think of it as having like a, a car wash in your head through the night. Your brain is cleaning and washing itself. It's active. Your brain is actively cleansing itself while you sleep. Okay, This helps to clear out toxins that have accumulated during the day. Pure Poor sleep can impair this process, okay? Preventually leading to the accumulation of harmful substances in the brain, leading to plaque buildup, leading to things that we really don't want to happen. Number seven, we mentioned this a moment ago, hormone imbalances. So sleep affects the regulation of various hormones, probably those related to mainly stress, growth, appetite, sleep itself. So disruption of sleep can lead to an imbalance of these hormones, which is going to have an overall negative impact on brain health and emotional regulation. Um, number eight, yes, there's more. Weakened immune function. Sleep helps to strengthen the immune system. When sleep is compromised, the production of infection-fighting antibodies and cells is going to be reduced, which can lead to a weakened immune response, leading to poor pretty much everything after that. Number nine, we mentioned this again, impaired judgment and decision-making. So sleep de deprivation can affect the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for judgment, decision-making, impulse control. So leading to poor decisions uh, and poor risk-taking behaviors. The brain depends on sleep to reset, to recover, and to remove toxins. A consistent lack of good sleep can lead to serious cognitive and psychological health issues, which is why simply after all of that, prioritizing sleep is essential for your overall health and well-being. There are probably way more things than I've just mentioned there that are the negative impacts of sleep. But just you know, simply talking about the things we have there, it's, it's clear that sleep, we know this obviously, but it's clear that sleep is playing a fundamental role in us, our performance, our longevity, our health, our success. So why then do so many people still, I guess, put up with poor sleep? Again, the amount of people I speak to who that, yeah, yeah, my, I've never had a good night's sleep in my whole life. I'm like, well, that's no good, is it? Because it doesn't need to be that way. It doesn't need to be that bad. I think one knowing what simple little habits and steps and behaviors can be stacked and put in place. Now, we're not all walking around knowing that information. We know we need to get better sleep, but you know, someone will say to me, yeah, I, I need to fall asleep at the end of the day. So I put the telly on you know, in front of my bed and I'll fall asleep watching the telly. 
thinking that that's, they're doing something to help themselves switch off, which I get, but it's literally the worst possible thing that that person could be doing at that point. They're staring at blue backlit light. They're, they're stimulating their brain, even though it's helping them fall asleep. It's such a poor habit. But this is, this is not a criticism, but these are the sorts of actions that people are taking to try and help themselves sleep. And then wondering why, you know, they're getting to sleep, but they're waking up in the morning like a, I don't know, a, a three out of 10 in terms of how amazing they feel. So they're getting eight hours of sleep, but they're feeling absolutely shattered when they wake up, more tired than when they went to sleep. It isn't difficult to just put in place the right structures and habits. And I spoke about those in the previous podcast, my top 25. You, know, you don't need to do all 25, but a selection of them would certainly help and give you at least some chance of avoiding all of the nasties that I've just listed above. Because all of those things, for, you know, for executives, for athletes, and just simply for our brain health, sleep is top of the list. We will leave the episode there. I hope that that's given you some sort of inspiration to go forth and Critique your own sleep, and that's something worth doing. Critique your sleep. Do this. Do this for me. Score some different areas of your sleep daily. First of all, how many hours of average sleep you got the night before? Okay. Then on a scale of one to 10, 10 being great, one being bad, how easy did you find it to fall asleep? Then on the same scale, how well did you stay asleep? And then on the same scale, how amazing did you wake up in the morning? 10 to one, right? So 10 being great, one being rubbish. How easy did you find it to fall asleep? How well did you stay asleep? And how absolutely amazing did you feel in the morning? Okay, track those numbers and be, be, be honest. You might not know what a 10 feels like. Might be difficult to judge, but as you, as you start tracking the numbers, you'll be like, oh, I think I was a six today. And you'll get up the next day and think, oh, okay, that was worse than the day before. So the numbers are going to be worse. So you're going to start to find your own average. Okay, then if there's an area that is consistently underperforming. Let's say it's falling asleep. So you're always a five or under in how you feel easy to fall asleep. That's then the area to attack. So then you think, okay, well, what things can I do during the day or in the three hours pre-bed that could probably help this? Go and listen to the episode uh, previous to this and listen to my sleep hacks, and you can maybe start deploying some of those things in. And then track that number and see if it goes from a five to a six, to a five to a six, to a seven. Oh, God, I fell asleep really easy last night. What did I do different? All right? Critique your own sleep. Start to put little things in place. You will, you're going to then start to turn around a lot of the negative things that might be happening to you from the list that I've given you earlier. Thank you for listening to the show. If you found this useful, I appreciate you. Do me one favor. Share today's episode or the show in its entirety with someone who you think could benefit from this. Do them a favor and help them do a nice thing for you. And I would appreciate you. And of course, I will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.